theme podcast. It um, is Friday, and I hope everyone's having a good week. Um, I apologize, I haven't gotten you a new podcast in a while, and it's I've had some technical uh, difficulties with the app that I use to re- uh, record the podcast. I've not been able to edit the ones I have, and so. I've just been waiting, going back and forth, really, with um, their help desk and trying to figure out, like, why it's not letting me um, edit the ones I have. And it's on their end. It's not something that I can fix. So I'm just waiting to hear back from them. Um, But thank you for the people who contacted me going, hey, when are you going to send a new one, man? When are you going to put out a new one? So I appreciate that. Um, This week has been super heavy for me with... um, Jacob Blake, the shooting and the video and stuff like that, and, um, you know, I felt like everybody felt when you watch somebody who's unarmed, who's walking away, um, be shot in the back, who's seven times, like, he, he wasn't posing a threat, and was shot three, seven times in the back, and, um, in front of his children so it's just been like a lot of anger for me and part of it I think is kind of like like if you watch some of the videos I saw the police talking to the people in that militia who are strapped their arm to the teeth and they're thanking them for being there and for the support and offering them bottled water and it just hit me like if the police did that to the protesters, how this whole narrative changes. Um, if they would go to the protesters and say, thank you for being here and offer them bottled water, that would then change the way the police are. Because how we view them and how they view us can't change without them. And um, like we keep being told that there are just a few bad apples, but that the majority of police want to do the right thing. So the right thing to do would be to go and say, hey, we are here to protect your First Amendment rights to assemble to peacefully protest we appreciate you for being here we appreciate you for the you know letting us do our job and paying us our tax dollars pay them um and here's some bottled water we're gonna keep you safe you have a right to be here we're gonna keep you safe we appreciate you being here and hand the people water that that would really change it, it would start to change how they're viewed but they don't do that instead they say this in hand bottled water to a group of people who one of their members then goes and commits murder against peaceful protesters and so the part that I think that's really angering me the most is how he was able to walk away by these same police They let him, he wasn't stopped. He wasn't asked to put his hands up. He wasn't detained. He wasn't followed. There was no guns pointed at his back. And he had just murdered two people. 
but the man who was walking away from them was perceived as a threat and was paralyzed from being shot in the spine had his spinal cord severed so it, it I'm never gonna cease to be amazed how a man walking away who's not armed is a threat I'm actually I'm not amazed it's really simple um it, it, there's no amazement to it. it it is what it is um but yeah I, I've just been thinking about that and it was weighing heavy on me and then I went and uh I've been doing archery and met up with a friend of mine and she's the one who got me into it and we went and shot last night and then we're talking later and she uh we started talking about we always end up talking about music so she was talking about Prince and Bob Marley and stuff and I listened to both of them later on and just drove around for a little bit to kind of the archery helped with getting my mind kind of off of just this anger I was feeling and then listening and really just talking and thinking about like music and those two musicians in particular because they touched so many people with what they did and um, I think it's because they were channeling God when they did it you know and whatever God you choose to believe in I don't care about that a lot of people like to get into these debates about every fucking thing but when I say God, I mean God. And that's how I look at it. You can take it how you want to look at it. But I feel like they were channeling God every time they were making the music they made, creating the music they made. So that's why their music touched so many people and continues to touch so many people. Because it was the source of it was not based in money and greed and hate and all the things that we are seeing take place it was based in love and making things that were good and making things better and I think that is what I I listened to them for a while last night and um, it, it really took away a lot of the anger that I was feeling because I realized I was not I had I wasn't connected to God. I needed to go back to that source and get reconnected to a a greater spirit than where I was. And that, you know, there is a lot of bad things that are happening, but that doesn't have to make us feel and be bad. Like no matter what, we have to have that power and tap into that source I'm not saying go make a hit record and make Purple Rain or go make, you know, Exodus. (laughs) If you can, by all means. But um, but but definitely um, tap into a higher source of um, of being and of living each day, because if you do that and you carry God in your heart and, and put God into what you do, then No matter what they do, the people who are evil, who are doing evil, evil acts, they can't really harm you. They can harm you physically, but they can't kill your spirit because your spirit is your own. And what you do with it, what you nurture it with, that's up to you. Um, And that's what I had to find and go back to for myself. And so, you know, it's easy, whatever practice that you have, be it 
meditation, going to church, even if it's going on walks, if it's sitting in nature, if it's going to your temple, if it's meeting with people and praying together, whatever it is, burning candle, whatever your ritual is to connect with your higher, uh, with a higher power, with God, I, I think just remember to keep practicing it, especially right now. I forgot and I've been so angry over a lot of things that have happened recently, but this in particular, this week is what was got me going. And I realized I hadn't been doing the things that I need to do that I normally do to keep me um, fighting off those evil, the evil, the evil spirits that are around. And they are, you forget about them, but you know, it can be the things you watch on TV, the things that you look at on your phone, the people that you hang out with, just the negative negative vibes that are always around. And we always have to be aware of, especially right now, that it, it definitely feels like there's like a, a gate <laughs> or some shit that's been opened. So just whatever it is, if it's listening to Prince and Bob Marley, whatever you have to do, check in and kind of see if you've been doing it. Because I wasn't. I, in your mind, you're going, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing and I thought about it. Well, I used to be doing it, but then I guess I didn't really do it this week. And I maybe did it once last. You know, you start going back. Well, did I pray last week? Did I read my Bible, my cards, my books, my whatever? Did, did you really do it? And it's easy to get off track. So um, I just wanted to remind people remind myself because I reminded my I got reminded by my friend and then it I'm having to remind myself you know each day to go back check in with your check in with God and you, you know that is the most important thing you can do um, each day and don't forget to do it um, you might need to do it a few times I sometimes have to do it a few times a day um, to make sure that you don't get sucked in into this the the petty and the evil stuff that's happening and remember that you are you know a, a, a greater you're a great being and we were not put here to be you know less than unless we choose to be that's the only way that you know they can win and beat you is if you choose to be beaten um but that, that was kind of all I had to say on that topic. Um, that was, um, yeah, I just, I thank uh, my good friend Dina for, uh, we've been friends for a few years and just for her, like kind of remind, and she didn't mean to do it, but because she, we start talking about those, t- those two people, it brought me to then go back and really look at why I was letting this stuff sit with me it's not that I shouldn't everyone should feel anger or whatever you feel you have a right to but you don't have to sit with it you don't have to keep it so that's what I had to go back and go why am I keeping it and it was like it's because I'm not talking to I'm not talking to God I'm not letting I'm not living like God would tell you to live I'm living in this 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 realm this level and letting that the evil stuff take over and I'm I'm you know if you do that, even if you don't know it, you're contributing to it. So as soon as you let that go, as soon as you see someone you don't know and smile with them, say hello to them, 
start your prayer ritual again, whatever you do, that will break that that hold on you. So I, I had to do that. Um, on a brighter note, I have been out of the state twice this month. I went to Arizona and it is hot as hell in Arizona. Um, it was for this work project that I've been, I've been doing and I was only there for like two days, but that was two days too long. I tell everyone who lives in Arizona, you are amazing. Cause I was talking to a woman. I went into, where did I go? Urban Outfitters and she, uh, of all things, I forgot socks. <laughs> I didn't forget them. I forgot them at the hotel. And so I leave and I'm like, oh crap, I'm not wearing socks. And I was too far away to socks. There was an urban outfitter. So I went to go buy some socks and I asked the, you know, it was a hundred and like eight degrees. And I was like, how do you, the, the woman there was like, is it always like this? She goes, well, I mean, I grew up here, so I guess I'm used to it. And I like literally just, I don't understand how when someone says I'm used to it at 108 degrees, we might get triple digits here in San Diego, like maybe once a year, if that, but to say you're used to it, like this is a normal thing. And you see people walking around, they're not sweating. I'm in there drenched and people are just like walking around all over town. People are sitting outside. They're not sitting in the sun, but a few people lunchtime, they're sitting outside eating lunch. And I'm just like, these people are way tougher than I think I'm ever going to be. Cause I don't know if I can do 107 degrees as a normal thing. But anyway, um, was there. And then, uh, we drove up my buddy's, uh, doing, he's doing all 50 States in the, uh, marathons. He does a, he's trying to do a marathon in all 50 States. So I've gone with him twice. We did the, uh, one in Dallas, uh, two years ago and then did the one here. We, it was in Wyoming, a place called Green River, Wyoming. And we drove up there and in Dallas, I was in shape. Um, I, you know, the woman I was seeing at the time, she was like super active. So we were like, and I was way more active too. So bike riding all the time, swimming all the time, hitting the gym all the time, uh, walks, everything. And then you know, I got injured my shoulder like two years ago, right at the end of the year. And then last year, kind of workoffs were tapering out this year. They were, I was just getting back into going in the gym and then COVID hit. So like my workout regimens, my cardio has not been good. And I hadn't trained for the last one in two years, but because I was in shape, it wasn't terribly difficult. This one one, it's in Wyoming, so the elevation, I think we were like it's 6,000 feet above sea level, so actually, it's weird, that part, as far as like breathing, that didn't affect me, like some of the women and men, I, I talked to two women, three women at the end of the race, because we were all in the same group, and they said the altitude affected them, but it didn't affect me that way, but I did the, I walk the halves just so people know. I, I do not run them. I am not a runner. That is not my, that is not in the cards for me. But, uh, yeah, we, we drove through Nevada. You get to Wyoming and it's 15,000 people there total in the city we were in. And then the, the marathon is up this mountain and I'll put some pictures on the website. 
and on my Instagram page. It's uh, themepodcast.com to see the pictures on the website and at themecast on uh, Instagram. But yeah, you can we the marathon is up this mountain and back. And that, uh, you know, the fun part is right before we start, the guy says, oh, it's called the Run with the Horses Marathon. So if the guy goes, he's telling us all the things. We're going to have water stations on the trail every two miles. There'll be people that'll drive and try and check on you here and there. And also, be, you might see some wild horses. And then he also says, and make sure you watch out because there are rattlesnakes out there. You go up this mountain, I'm feeling good, everything's feeling good, feeling loose, and then there's this incline that happens, and all of a sudden my left hip starts to hurt, and I'm like, ooh, that's a new pain I've not felt before, but I'm like, you know what, I can make it, I'm still feeling okay, and then there's water stations every two miles, like I said, so you, it's not terrible, it's not impossible to do it, but, you know, it's seven in the morning, and it's probably already like, you know, 80 degrees so you have to start I realize it's nine o'clock eight o'clock in the morning nine o'clock it's like already 80 so it's like I need to start moving because I don't want to be still on this incline when it hits like high noon so keep going feeling good marathons I don't if you've not done them or participate in them I would suggest you do it because it's the only time on earth where people are like super friendly to you and encourage you so every time you pass somebody, they say hello and they tell you, good job, don't stop, keep going, you got this, every single person you meet. So along the way when you're doing the marathon. So it's like cool because you all are like in this thing together. You're all encouraging each other as you go. So, you know, it just felt good. And you can feel when you're in that land how old it is and how, you know, there's a certain spirit that you feel when you're climbing these mountains where the first people that used to live in America, the natives, the indigenous people were from, and that was their land is their land. But like, you can feel like you don't feel like by yourself, even though I was by myself at points. Um, but anyway, I get to the part where I do my turnaround. I never saw as I'm going, I didn't see any horses. I don't see any rattlesnakes. And I'm like, I want to see horses and rattlesnakes. So I keep going past the marker. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go a little bit, see if I can see a horse or a rattlesnake. But then I thought, you might not want to do that because if you start to hurt, <laughs> if your hip gets worse, then you don't want to do that. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I turn around and my foot had been hurting a little bit. My right foot was hurting a little bit. It really started to hurt on the way down. And so you hike up this mountain like that, the walking, and the other half of you is going back. So I'm like, okay, I'm walking like a penguin because I had to like turn my right foot out to not hurt. And then I had to bend over a little bit so my back started hurting. I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm still going. I grab some water on the way down. This lady stops in her truck, hands me some water and a kind bar. So I'm feeling good. And then I get down there, there's a guy who's running the marathon, he runs right by me, and he starts, he's talking to himself, and everyone who does it, at least me, I did it too, it's like, you got this, keep going, I'm like, talking to my family who's no longer on earth with me, and I'm praying with them, and 
asking them to keep me safe and keep my body good. And I'm saying prayers to God. I'm, I'm talking, I'm trying to just egg myself on. So I guess he's doing the same thing. But when you're doing it by yourself, it's fine. No one hears you. As he's passing me, he's like, three more miles. You got this. You, you got this. Keep going, man. You got it. And he's saying it to himself. And for whatever reason, when he said three more miles, like it clicked in my head. And then I looked and there's a sign that says mile 23, which means mile 10 for me. And it's like my body just something like snapped. And then like literally everything started to hurt. Like my knees hurt. My legs hurt. My foot hurt. My shins hurt. My back hurt. My shoulder hurt. Like every single thing that I didn't realize, I guess I was using or doing all of it just started to hurt. So, yeah, I cussed his ass out in my mind. I didn't do it to him but in my mind I was like you mother because I swear I was feeling good I'm like I got this I might I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up and see if I can like knock some time off and I was feeling good maybe I can catch and no 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 Mm -mm. as soon as he said that man everything hurt so now I'm going okay and I get down and it's like 24 miles so it's like okay now I got two miles to go and then there's a water station. I grab some water, some pretzels. I stretch a little bit. I keep going. And it's like every single step hurt worse than the one before. And so I realized, okay, this is like, I actually got to the point where I start going, if the next truck comes by, I might just ask them to, you know, I might tap out and just be like, I'm going to jump in the back of the truck and have them take me back. Because it like, it was really starting to hurt. I was not doing well at that point um but i kept going and then you say here's mile 25 so you're like okay now i got you know a mile left to go and there's the police have the streets blocked off in one section the busy street and the guy the cops are like you got this man keep going you're almost there you're almost there i'm like cool thanks man i keep going and then I keep going some more and there's another cop with another street block. Hey, you got this, man. You got this. I said, what? You know, I mean, I think you guys are lying to me. He's like, what? And he looks all serious. What do you mean? I said, because the last guys back there told me I was almost there. And they said the same thing as you. And I don't think I'm almost there. And he just started laughing. No, nah, no, nah, man. You just go. You make a right. It was funny. It just, Like you need that humor in there because at this point it's just a mental game of you telling your body that's hurting everywhere and your body's going stop stop why are you doing this we could be sitting at the pool at the hotel why are we climbing why did we climb a mountain in 90 degree heat when we could be sat at the pool or sat at the river it's called green river fool go to the river (laughs) so anyway get there i see mile 26 and that's when you're like okay that's what i'm talking about that's what I need to see so then it's just a few feet after that and then you see the finish line and they're ringing bells they're cheering for you everyone congratulates you they tell you you know one of the girls told me you did a great job that was great good for you and I'm like thank you so much you feel like you just like won the, the Olympics you know and it's a really good feeling and 
I wanted to sit down, but I knew that if I did, I would not be able to get back up. So I just kept walking and walking around and talking to people and stuff. And then you just kind of, you know, I sat there, they have water, oranges and fruit and stuff like that. And you just sit and cheer for all the other people coming in still because, you know, it's just that camaraderie, like you are doing something that other people don't do, you know, in a United in the United States, I don't know how many people run marathons or do half marathons or walk them, but you know, for that day, I think there was maybe a hundred of us total. So it was, um, it was nice to do. It, It felt good to do. I would encourage people to do, to go do one. And if you can't do one, do a 10 K it's like six miles or half of that. Just go do something that requires you to push your body but I would say a marathon or a half marathon are going to be the two things that the average person it, it it's, it's just hard to do because like even people who run them all the time as I was talking to people there still struggle with it so it's one of those things like you can practice and train every day but it's one of those things that it'll just kick the shit out of you no matter what no who no you know like I was talking to there was one guy there he said he had done all 50 states and so he'd done a marathon in all 50 states marathon is 26.2 miles so he'd done a marathon in every all 50 states and seven continents so he's run the marathons here and the world and he said the one we did in green river for him he said it's probably the third hardest marathon i've ever done physically so i don't you know I was feeling good when he said that because I was like, okay, so it's okay that like my entire body from the waist down hurts like hell. So, um, but yeah, if you've not tried one, do it. It's like, it's good to push your body and you can start, don't do what I did, which is not train. Like ever since I got back, I've been putting miles in and getting my walks in and really trying to, so, cause I want to do another one. I'm going to start doing them as much as I can, but the next one I want to knock off an hour because I'm like if I it, I t- it took me four hours and 17 minutes to complete this one so I'm like if I could do it in 417 with no training I should be able to do it with th- in 317 if I train so I want to take a take an hour off of the next one I do um, but yeah I was talking to some people afterwards and one of the women these two women they didn't know each other but they were at 37 and 38 marathons out of 50 so they're trying to do all 50 and one of the women she said she wants to do she was trying to do all 50 states before she turned 50 and she turns 50 next year, beginning of next year. So she was like, I had it on track. I had, I'm at 38 now and I had 12 races all planned out. And then she said when COVID hit, like she literally would look at the calendar, get emails. And every other week there was an email like this race has been canceled. This race has been canceled. And so she's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because I think she said she'd flown in from Illinois and she was like, this is the last one. No, she was, there's San Francisco. And she was from, I think, Utah or one of the neighboring states, Iowa, Idaho, some, somewhere around there. But she said this was the one that we were at in Green River was the only one still that was still open on marathon.com or whatever. She had been looking for marathons. And I've been talking to a guy from Denver. He said he was, they had a smaller one that was going to happen in Denver. So I asked her, I said, Hey, is Colorado on your list? And she's like, Oh yeah, I still need Colorado. And I'm like, go talk to the guy in the blue shirt right there. Cause he said, there's one in Colorado next month that you can still get to. So she ran over there, but it was just cool talking to people who were like, you know, 
and they were still saying this hurt my leg hurt so but you know they still pushed themselves to do that so I don't know if there's harder endurance things one can do one of the women Andrea said her brother runs ultra marathons ultra marathons are between 50 and 100 miles races so and she said that he enjoys to do the 75 mile ones the most so I'm not saying go do that I'm probably gonna die a very happy man if I never run 75 miles but if you get the chance it is good to go and push your body to its limits and then go past them you'll feel better you'll talk to God you'll talk to people you or no longer on earth your loved ones you'll talk to the spirits of the mountain you will curse yourself and say this is bullshit but in the end you'll finish and then you'll do what i did which is go stand in the river up to your knees up to your thighs and enjoy how that cool green river water feels on your tired ass legs um so that was yeah it was a great trip Um, We drove through Las Vegas. It was 109 degrees at 9 o'clock at night. So Arizona's hot. I think Las Vegas might be hotter. Las Vegas doesn't even make sense. 109 degrees at like 8.39 o'clock at night. That that is insanity. So I have friends. My buddy Sharif lives there. I will never visit you in the summer is all I'm telling you. If you see me, it'll be in December. (laughs) <laughs> they will not be anywhere between June and October because I feel like those are the hottest months everywhere. So um, what else? That's what's good in the world of do marathons, push your body. Um, shout out to the Bareback Saloon and their great dancers there. We appreciate you, ladies. Oh, wait, that's another that's another podcast. That's what you do after the after the after the. uh after the after the marathon you go and support your local um your local bareback saloon girls so hey don't you judge me my not so good at the beginning of where I was this negativity but shaking it off and uh, a little recap of the marathon half marathon that I walked and um, I like I said we were talking about the power of when people tap into God and make and create music and create art that helps us all and you can be from any corner of the world and have that touch you so just find those sources, tap into them, don't let the stuff, the hate get on top of you. It's easy for it, but we're strong, we're good, and we're good people. We will keep fighting through. Um, I will leave you with um, what Bob Marley said, and he said, so no matter what stages, the stages they put us through will never be blue. No matter what rages, outrageous changes that they put us through, will never be blue because we'll be forever and then he says you know we'll be forever loving jah forever and ever so yeah no matter what the changes and stages they put us through we will be forever loving jah and that is how i feel about all of this stuff and uh 
I appreciate you for listening. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, definitely email me. It's omar at themepodcast.com. And please follow me uh, at themecast uh, at themecast on Instagram um, and other social media platforms. You can find me there too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.